Hello. Just popping up in your feed to tell you about a brand new Absolute Radio podcast season coming your way. Because as part of World Mental Health Day, we're bringing Jeff Brazier's Only Human back for a four-part special. And you can listen to the first episode here. It's all about how you keep your energy levels up and how you stay positive in this seemingly never-ending pandemic. A trained life coach, Jeff Brazier, will talk openly about his own challenges and how to find a way through. We hope you like it, and if you do, we'd like it even more if you subscribe. Find Jeff Brazier, Only Human, wherever you usually get your podcasts. Enjoy the episode. Hello and welcome to season two of Jeff Brazier Only Human, my open and honest podcast where we can talk and ask questions about what's working in our lives and what we're finding difficult too. As a trained life coach, I believe a straight talking conversation is vital to our future happiness, mental health and positivity too. So this podcast is all about doing exactly that, saying out loud what we're finding tough sharing advice and tips on the things that are helping, removing the expectations that we put on ourselves and taking every day just one step at a time. So Sunday was World Mental Health Day. Uh, and this episode is all about not just the reaching out um, that is obviously vital when it comes to us finding help, um, sourcing you know, a, a solution, uh, but also letting people know that so so we can be supported. Um, but also really the opposite of that, which probably gets less of a look in, and that is reaching in. So what reaching in means to me is how we can help ourselves, how we can use those resources that we call upon in a crisis, but usually kind of leave tucked away until it really gets to that point where we consider ourselves um, with no option. Um, you know, I think that if the resources are there. Why don't we utilize them ahead of time and just preempt those those crises and those, those panics and um start to really help ourselves from well i suppose right now would be a really good time wouldn't it i think that's the reason why you're listening to this podcast is that you think that within the next 30 minutes and i certainly hope to deliver this that i'll be able to make some sense of a few things that we're all struggling with or at least all going through at the moment and that actually some of the tools that I'm going to recommend and actually some of the things that I'm going to practically take us through um, will be able to better your daily routine and your your sense of self and generally, you know, how you feel from a day to day basis. And that's what we're all looking for, isn't it? Those gradual improvements. It doesn't have to be anything that promises to be the answer to everything. because I'm not sure that that particularly exists. Um, change has got to be gradual. Um, we've got to own it. It's got to be something that we earn. And, um, you know, listening to good information on podcasts is definitely a place to start. It's what I've been doing this morning myself personally, not listening to myself, listening to a podcast that I really enjoy and learn from. And it's what you're doing now. So I really hope not to disappoint you. I'm sure I won't. So I reached out on my socials earlier this week and asked a question around where people were at, what was particularly difficult for you guys at the moment. I had lots of responses and producer Emma, you've got a couple that we're going to use for this episode. This is from Sandra. She says, with life being so busy and goalposts changing all the time, how do we become adaptable? Becoming adaptable is a really interesting phrase. Do we become adaptable? 
Yeah, some of us can be quite rigid. I think I've been rigid in certain areas of my life before in the past, but I've had to be adaptable from the word going in lots of other areas as well. So being adaptable, being fluid uh, is certainly something that we will benefit from with everything that's going on around us. Um, do you know what I like? I, I was researching something earlier and I, I noticed that, do you remember Huga, which I think is a Scandinavian sort of um, thing? I can't even remember what it related to other than being relaxed and, and typically um, Swedish. But um, they've, new got, they've now got a new one spelled P-Y-T and I don't know whether they say P-Y-T. Um, uh, but if you look into what that is, uh, because I think the way that they encapsulated it, I think I even wrote it down. Is yeah, it's it, the acceptance of something that's out of our control. So I, I and I I wrote it down just because I I liked it. I was like, yeah, you know, that's really really important. And I do see a lot of people who do not let go of things that actually they're completely powerless to change, either because it's someone else's behaviour, um, or because it's in the past and there's no way that you can go back and travel in a time machine to to do that. So. Look into that, maybe. And I think, you know, for all of us to, to be more flexible, um, we have to be more accepting as well. Those things, um, it occurs to me that they're sort of, um, they go hand in hand, don't they? So what do we not accept? What good does it do us not to accept those things? Um, what can we let go of and what does letting go look like, feel like? You know, is it something that our pride stops us from doing? Is it something that we think actually we're using as a means to stop ourselves from progressing? Because we know a lot of us self-regulate. We know a lot of us, you know, are very, very clever subconsciously in how we keep ourselves in a moment, in an issue, in a in a problem, in a stress, in order to keep us safe from stepping outside of the comfort zone, which is what letting go to some would represent. So I've answered your question with about 58 questions. I hope you don't mind, but I know that they're really relevant. So um, yeah, thank you very much for your, for your question. Here's a question from CJ. He wants to know how to stop imposter syndrome or help ourselves when it comes to imposter syndrome, something he's struggling with a little bit right now. I can see why a lot of people firstly experience imposter syndrome, but also it might be that that's on the increase at the moment because we've had... Um, a period of time where we haven't performed our typical roles in the typical way. I've spoke to lots of clients who, you know, in going back to the office, they're having a lot of sessions over that anxiety of who they've got to be, you know, what perception they've got to give. And, and there seems to be a real struggle around who am I and what, you know, how am I going to be received by other people? Um, and that's putting a lot of stress uh, on on a lot of individuals, to be honest. And I think, firstly, the, the most benefit I can probably give you in this whole episode is to tell everybody that wherever you are and whatever you feel, you have every right to feel that way. You are not wrong. That is valid. Um, and that's because we are going through something that is really quite ridiculous. Um, but again, I think that without answering the question, by actually telling you what the reason is and by us all just agreeing that because of where we've been, what we've been through for the last 18 months, and certainly with the uncertainty of what's ahead, we have every right to feel that way. Everyone else will be experiencing something similar and just take one step at a time. Don't expect too much. 
ease your way in and just break it down into small pieces. You know, what what would represent a good day, um, given the fact that you haven't done it in that way for so long, given the fact that you've got a bit of apprehension. Write down three things that are nice and achievable. If you can get those done day one, um, then you'll be happy. It won't be the perfect day. It might not be the day that you used to probably expect yourself to perform, but it will be good enough based on what the reality is today. And that's what we're working with, people. We're working with the reality and not what we used to do two years ago. So I've got five tools that I'd like to recommend to all of you um, during this podcast, this episode anyway. Um, But before that, I'd like to ask a question because I think this is going to become really important um, a little bit later on in the episode. I'd like to ask you what your goals are. So I could say your dreams, um, which sounds really grand, sometimes a little bit too big for people. I can ask you what your ambitions are and sometimes people wince at that because they feel like being ambitious is something that they are not entitled to be. And that's obviously to do with our self-worth and confidence levels. And obviously we can't unpick that right now. But so what I'm going to do is just downscale it slightly to what are your immediate goals. And it doesn't have to be anything big. It can be that you would just like to walk for 10 minutes or give yourself the time, the space, the permission to be able to take yourself off, to give yourself something that you need. So don't think it has to be massive. So anyway, just stick that in your back pocket for, for, for a little while and I'll tell you when to pull it back out again. Okay. So look, tool number one is to do with our breathing. Um, to a lot of people, they wouldn't really want to sit down and do any breathing exercises because they think, well, we, we breathe anyway. Why do we need to do a breathing exercise? You know, it's uh, it feels silly. Um, and a lot of people feel the same way about meditation as well, which we'll get onto. But um, I'm going to take you through a, a breathing technique called Pranayama, something that I learned when I learned how to meditate probably about 13, 14 years ago now. Um, this will take no more than a minute, two minutes. Um, so wherever you are, whatever you're doing, uh, obviously if you're driving, um, you can do it, but just don't close your eyes. Whereas anybody else who isn't driving, you can close your eyes as well. So it's really simple. First thing we need to do is inhale for six seconds. I'm then going to ask you to hold for whether it's six or eight seconds. And then I want you to exhale for six seconds in order to just expel all of that Um, air out of your lungs. All right, so really easy. So we'll do six, eight, and six. So I'll talk you through it. Here we go. So in for six. And hold for eight. And exhale for six. So let's do that again. So in for six, ready? And hold for eight. And exhale. Inhale for six.
and hold for eight. And exhale. Hopefully you're starting to really feel the benefits of that now. We've got one more to go. Inhale for six. And hold for eight. And for the last time, exhale. And there you go. So for some of you, you'll have done breathing techniques before. For some of you, that'll be your first. So if it is your first, congratulations for A, listening to a podcast that recommends you doing things that are good for your health, both mentally, physically, all round health, holistic health, as they like to call it. Um, so I, I hope that you enjoyed that. I mean, that's just a, a minute or two. That's just an opportunity for us to stop whatever we're doing. You might be in a stressful moment. You might be pulling your hair out because of work or children or animals or husbands or wives, or it doesn't really matter what the stress is. The fact is it's, that gives you an opportunity, no matter where you are, no matter what you're doing, to be able to just break that state of mind and reintroduce a, a calmer, more peaceful version. So there you go. That's tool number one. Breathing is massive. It, it, as I say, it's really important in terms of being a part of just being relaxed and comfortable. Uh, uh, but also if you are able to do that six times a day is the recommendation. Um, and if you can just give yourself that, then how kind is that been to you? Like, and how does it feel to know that you're doing something that's good for yourself, that you're working with the team that is you as opposed to, you know, sometimes where let's be honest, we kind of work against ourselves, don't we? So anyway, that was quite straightforward. Um, this one, I think it's straightforward as well. Let's give it a try. We're going to go through an element of meditation. So there are lots of different positions and places that you can meditate, but driving a car whilst doing it is not an option. So if you are driving, um, you can still listen and then you'll know what's ahead when you come back to it later, when you're at home sitting comfortably. Um, now, meditation as a word, I think, again, it, it probably makes people um, think about Buddha. And someone sitting there with their thumb and forefinger sort of like in a circular thing with with your index finger pointing upwards. And don't get me wrong, there are people like that. And um, and, and I wish those people well. They are indeed uh, professional meditators. However, why don't we just relabel it as stillness? Um, that breathing technique gave us an element of stillness. Um, so let's just extend that by being still for a little bit longer this time, except I'm going to talk you through a way of really creating a, a sense of peace and calm and tranquility. What lovely words they are, by the way. I'm going to say them again. Peace, calm, tranquility. When it comes to uh, meditating, again, the thing that I hear most of all is people saying, but I can't stop the thoughts from, from coming in. I can't do it. And obviously that then stops them from ever trying again. Um, no one ever said really that, that thoughts were not going to come into your mind. I think that anybody um, that meditates will tell you that, that actually that's a part of it. Now, there's a real big difference, though, between someone that is able to, to actually develop themselves and their meditating ability and someone that just sort of um, knocks it on the head and leaves it right there. And, and that is that you actually observe the thoughts 
but you don't necessarily play a part in them. So anyway, this is where we start, everybody. So I want everybody to, to get really comfortable. And again, if you're driving, you're going to have to save this one till you're home. Uh, for everybody else that is is sat somewhere and you're stationary, uh, make sure the door's closed and that you're not going to be interrupted. Um, and I would ask you all to just close your eyes. And the first thing I'm going to ask you to do is to concentrate on that sound. And obviously you can hear my voice. I don't mean that one. I want you to concentrate on that external sound that's going on either around the house or it might be outside the window. It might be an aeroplane. We can usually hear an aeroplane. You might not be able to hear anything and actually just enjoy the stillness and the nothingness of the fact that you maybe live in the countryside. Just focus on anything that is going on externally outside of the room where you are now. And I think it's curious, isn't it, how much detail we can detect when we actually look out for it. A lot of the time we're too busy, we're too quick, um, we're too active to really stop and hesitate and think about all the different things that are going on around us. But we also are learning from this what a nice break it is for us to actually just stop and just listen to what's going on outside of where we actually are. Now, as I develop this, I'd now like you to place your focus on your breathing. So we're back to breathing again. And as you inhale and exhale, I just want you to really focus on that feeling of the air rushing into your lungs and your lungs getting rid of it. Now I want you to place your focus in your feet. That's where we're going to start. In our feet, I can almost guarantee, because it always happens to me, but if you're sitting upright, you'll have a bit of a tingle in them. You can definitely feel the blood coursing around them, can't you? I just want you to ask, how are my feet doing? So we're going to check in with different parts of our body. We're going to start with, how are my feet doing? They're comfortable? Relaxed, toes tingling, feeling good. And as you just move up your calves, just ask, you know, how are your calves and your shins doing? Nice and relaxed. We're going to move up your leg into your thighs. Just really relax them so there's no strain. As we come into there, let's call them the glutes, because I'll say the wrong word. How relaxed are they? You're sitting on them, so. And as we go up our back, we're just going to go and feel that tingle up our spine and just imagine all of those vertebrae and how they're all doing, if they're feeling relaxed and happy. 
as you just continue up into your neck and into your head and just think about where that weight is and how nice it is to just let your head just drop so your neck muscles aren't really having to do any work whatsoever you're just feeling really relaxed and then as I think we go down our shoulders into our arms through our elbows along our forearms and just again just placing our complete focus and attention on our hands and again like the feet you've got that numbness in the fingers and you can feel the pulse and you just bring your thoughts back to your breathing just little shallow sips of of oxygen You're starting to really melt into your chair or into the position that you're sat in. Starting to notice how you feel really relaxed. So what I'd like you to do now is pause the recording so you can continue meditating. And then as far as the podcast concerned, in five seconds time, I'll be continuing with my third recommendation. But because you've paused it, you'll be able to enjoy this meditation for two minutes, 10 minutes, a maximum of 20, as long as you like, and just enjoy that feeling. And well done again if this is your first time. Okay, so you've obviously finished your meditation. Um, uh, however long you stuck with it, um, well done. What I do want to do is how I'd finish all meditations, and that is with visualization. So remember earlier I asked you what your goal was. And again, if you're comfortable with ambition or dreams, then go ahead and imagine that I've asked you what that is. Now, the last bit of our meditation, whilst our eyes are still closed, is I want you to then imagine you having or being whatever it is that your goal represents. So I want you to just put yourself in that scene and you're doing whatever it is that you really wish you could do. Um, You've got whatever it is that you really wish that you had. And I want you to really feel what it is to have it or to be it. I want you to think about what sort of smells you might smell when you're enjoying whatever your ambition is or your goal is. I want you to imagine what it might taste like. There might be a taste associated with it. There's definitely going to be a feeling, isn't there? How does it feel to have that thing that you've set your heart on? So there you go. So there's some visualization. Again, I won't develop it um, too much on this occasion because I know that well, I, I don't want to run out of time on this podcast for all the other things that I need to tell you about. But so far, we've tried our breathing techniques. We've tried meditation, stillness, if you'd rather call it that. And we've tried some visualization, which is the ability to daydream constructively, the ability to think and feel things that you want. And it's such a, a powerful way to bring what you want into your life. Um, a lot of you will be listening to this thing. There's no way that will work. What do we have to lose in trying? A lot of people that have achieved a lot in their life 
will turn around and say that actually a lot of it was just down to the fact that they thought it into existence. So again, it's a really positive thing to do. Um, I hope that you're comfortable enough to try that. On the subject of a different reality, if you like, this question is anonymous, or it comes from somebody who remains anonymous, and they're saying that they are struggling to adapt again, similar to a previous question, to the pre-pandemic lifestyle, that motivation that they had before all of this started and the expectation to go back to that. Yeah, that, that expectation, um, I, I wonder how much of that is us and how much of that might be, you know, other people, whether it's family members or um, employers that you're referring to. Um, the, the only thing that we really control, I guess, is the expectations that we place on ourselves. So let's make sure they're relative to what the reality is today. Uh, and as I've just gone through, let's make sure that it's based on what we've been through, uh, what the uncertainty is ahead and the fact that actually our best might be slightly under what our best used to be. But that has to be acceptable, knowing that actually we're going to be honest and we're going to um, we're going to put everything we've got into it. And it might be that we just need to have a period of building up to what we used to be. But there's obviously no better way to do that than to get back on the horse, as it were, and um, to, to keep practicing what it what it means to be us in that role, whether we're talking about a stay at home parent or whether we're talking about someone who's heading back to the office. And as far as motivation is concerned, I think what we've recognized within ourselves is that actually um, we have this inbuilt uh, mechanism which helps us to survive we have an instinct don't we and a lot of us are probably just sort of like looking around and thinking right what's required of me in in order to be okay not just now but in the next six months in the next year in the next two years that's definitely what I'm doing so that would impact your motivation uh, I'm really motivated to set up an online business that I'm currently working on because that makes sense to me if there's a lockdown again and I lose half my work like I did last time, then I know that I'm I'm covered. Now, you might feel that, that your survival instinct is telling you to do something else. It might be something to do with your finances. It might be something to do with family members. Um, but either way, I don't think it hurts for us to have these things in mind and to, and to remember that the reason why we're not motivated to do the, the mundane stuff, the everyday stuff is just simply because actually there's a bigger picture that we've all probably been a bit distracted by. You know, the things like meditation and the breathing techniques and journaling and visualization, they're available to all of us. And that's a way that we can start to reconfigure what our life is, what it needs to be for today. Um, and I don't mention these tools just because, you know, they work for me. I mention them because I feel like they're vital. Actually, they used to be stuff you could choose to do. Now, I think it's stuff that we need to to look at doing um, personally in order to make sure that we're not um, we're not susceptible uh, in the past to bad health of any description. This comes from Kirsty. She she's asking about how to stay on track every day when she's got such a busy life. Yeah, I think wherever whenever we're busy, I'm. Um, I, the first thing I always reach out to is um, is planning the days ahead. Um, firstly, on a Sunday, I'll plan the week, um, uh, but I'll also every evening plan the next day. It's something that I really enjoy doing. Uh, I use the time boxing method. It's um, it's something that 
helps me to get in all the things that I need to do, all the things that that, that I want to achieve, but then all the things that I want to do for myself as well. Um, it helps me to get the most out of every day. And I think it, it really sort of lends itself to feeling grateful to, 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 to life. And obviously the fact that you've got, um, you've got the opportunity to make this day a really special one. And, um, I, I think days generally only become special or become good or become, um, you know, satisfying in the, in the very least is if we plan for it to be so. So uh, I would say that look up time boxing um, and and definitely utilize that with uh, with your pre planning of every day. So here are my final thoughts on what I hope is a really positive and progressive episode of the Only Human podcast. I think daily practices are really important. They're game changing habits, things that help us to take responsibility to create a daily routine where we can set goals, we can remove limitations, we can remember to smile and forgive, we can take opportunities, we can spot potential for ourselves, learning to be kind to ourselves and to be able to invest in ourselves, finally. That said, we're human though. We're going to make mistakes, we're going to forget things, there are going to be things that we don't use or won't use. Our struggles are honest and real, but they don't define us, nor... Is there any perfect path or easy path for that matter? But we turn up and we trust that with every step, it takes us closer to that better version of you and I. Well, thanks for listening to this episode of Only Human. If you like what you've heard, then there's going to be new episodes every Monday from Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the Absolute Radio app, or wherever you get yours. Please remember to rate and review the show. I love reading the feedback. Um, Feedback makes us better, right? Um, Even if you have some constructive, I'd really love to hear it. I'm really dedicated and committed to making this podcast as good as it can be for the people that take it on board. If you'd like more support or advice, please go to absoluteradio.co.uk forward slash time to listen for details of some amazing organisations we work with who can help. You can also get in touch with your questions, concerns or dilemmas by emailing me direct at only.human at absoluteradio.co.uk. I'd love to hear from you.